I mean, those trolls get so ornery. Like, they're just not <laughs> worth the... They, they, I mean, they eat a lot. It's, yeah, yeah, and they always want to tell you riddles you have to solve. I mean, just... <laughs> Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, 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 everybody. Hey, everyone. So, Serena, how has the day been so far today? <laughs> it has been an interesting day. Welcome to Boundaries, take two. <laughs> and I say take two, not part two, because we've already recorded this podcast this morning, but without sound. So, um, I mean, my facial expressions alone are worth it. Right. However, we think you probably want to listen to the content here. Well, yeah, and, and for those of you who are listening on the audio only, I think it may be a little lacking somewhat <laughs> when we don't have any sound on it. Like the video, I mean, there's some really funny stuff in the video still, which I think we're probably going to share at some point just as a silent podcast so that people can see. There was, the, there was like a glove puppet without glove puppet thing that went on that you just have to see in order to believe it um but yeah it's 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 been interesting so far today right it, it has been uh, how's your day been well yeah I mean up until that point it was great <laughs> I had a nice morning I kind of went down to I finally got down to sunrise at the beach for the first time in a long time did my needs practice wrote out some of my needs menus um and then um it was nice and warm and uh, I was like, oh, like, I wish I bought my bathing suit because um, like I fancy going for a dip. And I was like, who needs a bathing suit? No, that's not what I mean before you say it. Um, yeah, I, I actually, <laughs> what I mean is I actually swam fully clothed. I was like, I was like, screw this. I want to have some fun. I want to, I want to swim. So I got to have a little swim. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then came back and recorded an amazing podcast. It was good. Uh, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, looking forward to doing it justice the second time around. So, um, yeah. Just double checking the lights. Yes, <laughs> everything is, we're them. recording. Everything's <laughs> happening. We're all good. We're all good. <laughs> So um, as Serena said, today we are talking about boundaries and this is just the start of, a com of the conversation because boundaries come up over and over and over again. Um, and especially because people don't necessarily know what boundaries are or how to figure out what their boundaries are or how to communicate them, how to enforce them, what to do when people cross them. So this is something that and boundaries are so essential to our needs because boundary, setting boundaries not only meets some of our needs, but actually also protects other needs from being drained. So in the context of needs, boundaries is actually really important. We were just discussing this um, while we were having lunch before we started recording again. And um, in terms of obviously we have, to have our 12 universal needs, there's the roots, the trunk, the branches and the leaves and the fruit, we tend to focus initially with most people on just the roots and the trunk, which is seven needs. And of those seven needs, easily boundaries um, are meeting at least six of them. And um, you could actually extend it in order that it can make, meet the seventh as we just discussed. But we, we I, dig I digress. Um, but before <laughs> we'll we get there someday. <laughs> yeah, when we, when we kind of get into that, uh, before we get into that rather, 
I really want to ask you, Serena, to just share a little bit with our viewers about how you felt about boundaries when we met all those years ago, before we became friends, before we, before even new needs existed. Like, where were you at in terms of boundaries? How did you feel about boundaries? It's so hard to think back to that moment where boundaries <laughs> were not something that were a conscious part of my life really I was gonna say my daily activities but my life in Mm. general like Mm -hmm. I never really thought about my boundaries if somebody came up to me asking about boundaries or do you think boundaries are necessary absolutely who's gonna say no boundaries sound like a really bad idea (laughs) it's just not logical people pleasers that's who's gonna say boundaries sound like a really bad idea (laughs) well they may say that it's a good idea until it comes to themselves and There I am two years ago wanting to be a nice person, wanting Mm -hmm. to be liked, being the good person, accommodating, a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And even if I would set a boundary, I wouldn't always hold it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't respect it. I wouldn't tell anybody about it. I'm like, oh, this is my boundary. Everybody should know. Mm -hmm. No, I can't. I can't assume anything. But boundaries were scary. They're uncomfortable. And they made me feel like. It was going to be something that separated me from the people I loved. If Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this, even though it pushes my boundary, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I'm not helping them. And it comes back to episode two about self first. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, I was being selfless most of the time and doing things for others when not even considering myself. I was doing it to my detriment. Right. The reciprocal is doing it selfish doing Mm -hmm. it to my benefit to somebody else's detriment right but boundaries really are about being self first because they are not what separates us they're actually what brings us closer together yeah and if you haven't seen that episode on being self first episode two go and go and listen to it because i imagine if somebody is listening to this and they haven't listened to that episode they're like oh selfless that's the way to do it like and when you actually understand what selfless is and what it really means and what's hiding underneath it you'll realize that actually that's not a good strategy um in terms of really anything in life but Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to boundaries um, yeah, and it's interesting because I I find myself in a similar position. Like I was very much a people pleaser for a lot of my life. And um, <clears throat> saying no was a scary thing. And uh, boundaries often, there's often a no in there somewhere. Um, it's like no further than this. No, I can't do that. No, that doesn't work for me. No, I'm not comfortable with that. So so the word no is quite synonymous with boundaries. And um, and as you said in the previous recording <laughs> of this podcast, like you you said something really like really helpful about the the idea of no and what no means and how it do you want to do you want to share that? Sure. It's just a no is it's uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. scary. It, it there's kind of a finality to it, mm-hmm. and it's a negative. Yeah. Where where culture our culture brings us up to think no no is the bad no is yeah. the negative, and mm-hmm. it's actually the positive. The no is what says this is where I'm at. These are the expectations you should have about mm-hmm. this particular circumstance. Like no is what frees you when 
prior to learning about my needs, my right. boundaries, and all of those things, know is what prevented relationships, not fostered them. Right. And actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak something that you just said, if you don't mind, which is that I don't see like I don't see no as being a negative, and I don't see it as being a positive. No is just an, mm-hmm. it's neutral. It's not it's not positive or negative. It just is. It's the meaning that we put on it. That and culturally, you're right. We we as a society, we've been taught to put negative onto no rather than just no being a communication it's just somebody letting us know where they're at Mm -hmm. so and and i said i struggled with boundaries for a long time i didn't even know that boundaries exist i didn't even know boundaries were a thing for a large large point in my part of my life like it wasn't a term i'd even heard it was certainly not something i engaged with i if someone had asked me what my boundaries were i wouldn't have had the faintest clue um and i certainly wasn't very good at communicating again because i wanted to be liked i was afraid that if if I said no to somebody, they wouldn't like me or that I would lose a friendship or I would lose a a relationship. And I think that that's one of the biggest issues when it comes to boundaries is people don't understand what boundaries actually are because boundaries are viewed socially as something that is done for me and against them. So it's something, a boundary is something I'm doing to protect myself from the other person. It is something that that allows and honors what I need, but it's actually taking something away from them. And the reality is that this is a fallacy because the the reason boundaries are viewed as something that, that separates people and pulls people further apart. It's like, oh, there's my boundary and you can't get closer than that. And therefore we're separating when we, uh, when we are enforcing them. But the interesting thing is boundaries, contrary to popular belief, actually help us to get closer to people because the thing about it is is that if you know if you know that somebody knows your boundaries and will respect your boundaries you can get as close as possible to them and still feel safe and comfortable and still feel confident and that there's trust there in the relationship if you don't know what your boundaries are if they don't know what your boundaries are or you're afraid that they may cross your boundaries you're gonna stay further apart for fear that they will end up getting crossed unintentionally, inadvertently, or simply just because people don't know what they are. Um, And as I said, boundaries not only setting boundaries itself the act of setting boundaries actually meets some of our um, some of the needs in the trunk of our universal needs tree but in actual fact it also helps us to stop other needs being drained so they protect some of the needs that are already been met so it's like if i've met this need really well sometimes i need to put a boundary to stop that that need for them from them being drained and me needing to put much more into it again and the thing is, is that when you, uh, I said, when you have these relationships with people, whether it's a family, family relationship, a friendship, a um, um, uh, intimate relationship, a colleague at work, if you communicate your boundary and somebody else hears what you say, listens to it, and honors and respects it, you go, oh my goodness, I can trust this person because it matters to them that we do this in a way that works for both of us. Um, and I said, there's a there's a great quote um, that's boundaries are the closest distance I can love you and me simultaneously. I'm not 100%. It's Prentice. I can't think of it. Maybe Hemphill, I think his surname is. Um, but it, check it out. If you look it up online, uh, I apologize. Um, we'll, we'll share it in the information about the, uh, the podcast. Um, but the it, it really is true that if I... If I don't let you know where my boundaries are, I can't trust that you're gonna respect them. And when you do respect them, I trust you more, 
I feel more connected to you, I feel a deeper bond with you, and I want to get closer to you because we naturally want, we're social creatures, we wanna get close to people, but the fear of having our needs compromised or having our boundaries crossed normally keeps it as, as, a, as at a bit of a distance. So um, I'm like, just to give, um, I mean, the other thing is I wanna say is around boundaries is that there are lots of different kinds of boundaries. Boundaries take lots of different forms. So there might be a time boundary, for example, saying I've only got 15 minutes to talk about this uh, or 15 minutes left before I need to go or something. Um, there are boundaries in terms of like physical space, in terms of um, like maybe when you first start dating somebody, you're comfortable holding hands, but you may not be comfortable kissing them yet. So that's a boundary. That's where, where do I feel comfortable in terms of physical space, in terms of touch, in terms of how close somebody gets to me physically. I remember I was on a first date years ago. Um, it was the second date actually. Um, and we went to a coffee shop and the only place in the coffee shop for us to sit was on this couch together. Um, but the couch was tiny and I didn't yet feel comfortable being that physically close to him because we hadn't got there yet. And I remember the entire coffee date, like leaning as far back as, I'm not going to lean too far back because I'm like too far away from the microphone, but like literally leaning as far back as I possibly could and feeling super uncomfortable the whole time because I couldn't get as, as the distance I needed to feel comfortable in that moment. Um, there are um, maybe emotional boundaries or energetic boundaries. There's lots of different forms of boundaries. So just to give an example of one Serena do you want to share a little bit about what happened yesterday with the boundaries and then what's happening today and, and kind of how that's all unfolded yeah absolutely um last night I or yesterday we had a work day mm -hmm. and I've been a little bit drained knowing that I need to nourish my roots and I've been wanting to switch my sleep schedule mm -hmm. so for me that means that I have to go to bed early wake up early and do that repetitively because it I know it's not just gonna stick like that's my nature is if there's something going on you want to be there and be in the in the middle of it mm -hmm. oftentimes Claire and I will go down a rabbit hole, travel to Wonderland, have an adventure, get off an on a tangent. And I enjoy that. And it fills me in so many ways. Mm -hmm. But I also know that if I'm not nourishing my root and I'm not getting the sleep that I need, everything else is just going to kind of topple over after that. Right. So I set a boundary last night. I said, I need to leave by seven. Actually, you set the boundary almost as soon as you got here during the day. It was full yes. last night, but you didn't set it at the time. It was preset, so it was pre-communicated. Both of us knew where we stood. Yeah, I walked in and it was like, all right, I know I need this. This is, mm -hmm. I'm setting a time boundary for seven. Mm -hmm. 6.45 rolls around and we are just about to start up a new activity. Uh, we had a busy night. We wanted to get everything set up for the podcasting, mm -hmm. you know, all of the things. And 6.45 rolls around as we are walking out the door to do a new something. Yeah. Can't start something at 6.45 and leave by 7. Not it, easily. Not easily. <laughs> and certainly not running errands right. at that point. Mm -hmm. So Claire checked in with me, said, you know, I know you had set a boundary for 7 o'clock at 6.45. Is this okay with you? Right. Is this a boundary or is it now a preference? It served me at the time to say, no, it's more of a preference. Now let's do this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we'll finish up as soon as possible. Yeah. I went home today, last night, realized I'm kind of tired again this morning, and realized, you know, I need to actually set 
I need to set the boundary, but I need to do it in a different way because mm-hmm. I didn't honor my own boundary last night and I, I was in choice. So mm-hmm. it felt a little bit different than somebody pushing me out of my own boundary and where Claire checked in with me. It felt good. It felt good to be like, no, I want to do this instead of that. But I know I can't do that so many times before I'm back in the same pattern. So today, the first thing I did is I walked in and I said, okay, I've set two boundaries. Mm-hmm. We do not start anything new after 6. Mm-hmm. And then 6.45, I have an alarm set. So I'll know we have 15 minutes to kind of wrap things up, to finish out what we were doing right. so that I can actually leave at 7. Right. So that my alarm doesn't go off at 7 or we don't notice the time. We're like, oh, you know, we're right on top of the boundary. Mm-hmm. We've passed the boundary. Oh, how is it already 10 o'clock? Right. Not that that's ever happened to us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just setting that, it set a realistic expectation. Mm. I've said where I'm at. I've said what I've wanted. So if it comes to 6.40 or 6 o'clock, that alarm goes off. It's like, nope, this is my time boundary. And 6.45, it's, Claire knows that boundary is yeah. there. I know that boundary is there. And then we can respect it and set the realistic expectation for how our day is going to go, how the evening goes, yeah. and just being in the know of what is working for each other. Right. And I think that's the key is that the 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 the, the communication Serena let me know what those boundaries were ahead of time. So it was really clear. It wasn't like, "Oh, I'm uh, I can't stay late tonight." Well, what does late mean to you? I mean, late in our world could be anything from 4 a.m., 8:30, midnight, depending on where we're at, what we've been doing what activity we do. If we're doing karaoke, then 4 a.m. is is late. Uh, if we're oh. working, then, well, 4 a.m. is kind of average. But <laughs> I was going to say, it's That's kind of a average. different story right? for a different time. <laughs> Probably not a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's totally coming off on the podcast at some point. You know that. Um, so, um, but if we're doing work, then maybe like 7 or 8 o'clock might be late. So the, there was real clarity and there was specificity. So it's like, it's not, uh, there's no ambiguity. I know the time is 7 o'clock and that's the time that's been set so it's clear and both of us know if we've crossed the boundary or not there's no concern I'm not not thinking oh god it's getting to seven is that late for her or is like is eight is nine I mean what so there's none of that ambiguity no energy being expended trying to figure out what that boundary actually means the other thing is that the the reason that that Serena and I are now as close as we are, both as friends and as business partners, is because over the years, we have been in this pattern of communicating boundaries, listening to them, acknowledging them, enforcing them, respecting them. Which means that Serena, when she said yesterday about the boundary, and I realized we were heading out to run an errand at 6.45, I'm like, hold on a second, let me check in is this okay with you? You set a boundary. Is it a boundary? Is it a preference? Which is more important to you? Like, what's the priority right now? I need you to to let me know where this sits with you. And because it means that I am checking in with Serena's boundaries, she knows I respect her boundaries. And because I'm conscious of it, and I only want to do things in a way that works for both of us, not a way that works for me and doesn't work for her or vice versa. What that has done over the years is it's built the trust, it's deepened our connection, and it's increased the bond between the two of us. And I think that's one of the things that really comes up when it comes to boundaries, especially with friendships and and relationships, and any kind of relationship actually, is that um, when we 
when we think about setting a boundary, because we've got this this perception in our head that's for us and against them, um, what we don't realize is that, as I said, the boundary isn't negative, it's neutral. It's just a communication of here's where I'm at, here's what works for me, here's what doesn't. And if we realize that rather than pulling us further apart, because what happens is people, when a boundary is set, the other person, if they're reacting badly to it, normally is thinking, oh, that's not what I need, that's not what I want. They're worried about their needs being met. That's the reason that they react badly. The reason we're reacting, we're concerned about it is because we're concerned by setting a boundary, we're gonna impact somebody else's needs negatively. Here's the thing, we know how to meet our own needs, that doesn't become a problem. Because we know that even, I know that if I ask Serena something and she sets a boundary, I have another way of getting what I need met. I don't have to rely on her for it. And so what that means is once we're able to meet our own needs, and we set boundaries, boundaries become this amazing tool that allow us to get as close as possible. And when, like if Serena tells me what the boundary is, most of the time my first words out of my mouth are, thank you for letting me know. Like, thank you for helping me to do friendship in a way that works for you. And the same thing when I communicate a boundary, thank you for letting me know because I now know how close I can get without without crossing that boundary. So we can get as close as possible without encroaching onto the other person. And we do. We we set boundaries constantly now. Mm-hmm. It's a regular thing in our, our in our friendship and our relationship as business partners. Mm-hmm. We set boundaries, yeah. and we we do. We appreciate them, and it's like right. okay, there's never any of that guilt. Like mm-hmm. oh oh, do I need to worry about what I'm doing? We're both in choice for ourselves, which is yeah. just an amazing feeling. Right. You want to share a little bit about, I know there was a, there was a metaphor I used around boundaries that really resonated you when I first shared about it and you talk about it quite frequently. You want to, you want to share about that? Absolutely. We look at boundaries as a house. Your house contains all of your things and look at the house as all of your needs, (laughs) all of of the things, all of the needs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So everything is within that house. Mm -hmm. So the boundary to the house is the door. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of the times, that door is a known boundary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we find with some people, they don't respect the door. Mm-hmm. So, okay, imagine imagine yourself. Just put yourself in the space you're sitting in your home by yourself, and all of a sudden, somebody not family, not that you're expecting, just walks through the door. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm here. The invasion, yeah, like... I tried to curb my uh, potty mouth, but there'd be a lot of expletives that would come out at that point. Don't worry, it would be written all over your face anyway. So. <laughs> what is this face saying? <laughs> right? <laughs> all of the faces would right. come out. Anyway, so that that feeling right there, that's somebody crossing your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so I hear, or I see, you can't respect that door. Okay. I see you barging through my door. Now I'm going to put the boundary outside at my gate. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you would you would communicate first, and then hopefully the person would respect that boundary. Mm-hmm. But if all of a sudden they cross that gate, you're like, oh, no, no, no. Like I've, I've told you there was the door, and because you couldn't respect the door, now I'm asking you to respect the gate. Mm-hmm. If they don't respect that gate, oh, okay. Now you can... You see the sidewalk in between my gate, 
my door, mm-hmm. my house. Well, and this can, and just, just to jump in very quickly, mm-hmm. this can then get very extreme when people aren't used to boundaries, aren't used to setting boundaries or having them crossed a lot. They end up with like six foot walls with like razor wire around the top and a mm-hmm. moat and trolls and all these things <laughs> trying to make sure that some boundary somewhere gets set and gets honored and respected. Right, and that's not... And that's not realistic in life to have barbed wire and to mm-hmm. have walls and to be in a concrete cylinder with no windows. It's like, no, I want a pretty house. Mm-hmm. And okay, I wasn't expecting to have to have a gate, but here we okay. go. Here's a gate and there's the sidewalk. And if you don't respect that sidewalk, there's the street. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've told you every step of the way where my boundary is. So if I'm pushing you to the gate, you knew that the door was my boundary and you crossed that. Mm-hmm. You knew the gate was my boundary and then you crossed that. And that pulls us further away. Right. But when you set your boundaries and you set the realistic expectations within your friendships and your relationships and your partnerships, it brings you close together. Claire respected my door. Mm-hmm. So now Claire, with permission, open permission, Right. can just come in. Right. She can come in, walk in, put her feet up on the couch, and it's like, oh, hey, you're here. Mm-hmm. Somebody new may not be able to, they're not that close to me because I don't know if they're even going to respect my door. Right. And things work in the other direction as well. Um, I think there's two really important things to say here. The first thing is, when it comes to boundaries, it's really important to proactively communicate them. Like let people know what the boundary is ahead of time because otherwise you kind of set them up to fail. And then what ends up happening is it damages the relationship because they've crossed a boundary that doesn't work for you, but actually it's your responsibility that they've crossed that boundary. I mean, obviously there are some boundaries that shouldn't need to be articulated like bodily autonomy, like not touching somebody if they're not okay with, like if they haven't communicated that they're okay with it and you don't have that relationship. But when I talk, we're talking about kind of general like day-to-day boundaries, it's really important to let them know ahead of time because otherwise if you haven't told them the gate is a boundary and they cross the boundary and you react because, oh my God, you've crossed my boundary, but they didn't know it was a boundary because you haven't told them it's a boundary. So they feel bad and you feel bad and it actually erodes the relationship by not letting them know ahead of time. The other thing is, is that that Serena talked about obviously what happens if people are crossing your boundaries consistently and that, that boundary then moves further and further back. The opposite can happen too. So if somebody respects the street, you go, oh, you respect to come, come, come hang out on the sidewalk. Okay. And when they respect the sidewalk, it's like, oh, cool. Like, come on, come up to the gate. And it's like, when they respect the gate, it's like, hey, come up to the front door. That's how I got in the house is that I respected all of the different things along the way, which means that Serena knows at any point she can let me know what does and doesn't work for her. And I'm like, it's like, hey, if I'm in the house and my feet are up on the couch, because that's what we've done. And that's what's been, uh, that's the understanding that we've created between the two of us. And then all of a sudden, Serena's like one day she gets a new couch and she doesn't want my feet up on it she could be like hey would you mind not putting your feet up on the couch sure no problem thanks for letting me know feet down you know so I'll wait till you spill something and then I'll put my feet up on the couch (laughs) right (laughs) and that's the thing is that these things kind of go in 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 two directions and the uh, and when boundaries are crossed and not respected and not communicated, then that's what ends up moving us further apart. So it's the lack of boundaries that actually moves us further apart and creates distance in relationship. It's the creation, not creation, but re- recognition of and communicating and enforcing and, and respecting boundaries that brings us closer together. 
Absolutely. And in in the communication, as we said, it's not realistic to constantly or healthy if it is realistic to have concrete and barbed wires in moats and trolls. I mean, those trolls get so ornery, like they're just (laughs) not worth the... I mean, they eat a lot. Yeah, yeah. and they always want to tell you riddles you have to solve. I mean, just... (laughs) Sorry. Rabbit hole. Anyway, um, setting your boundary doesn't have to be a big thing. Like, it doesn't have to be this intense, charged thing. It can be like, hey, let me know when you get here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know that when I pull up, like, I may go through the gate, but she wants me to... You know, if somebody told me, let me know when you get here. Okay, they want me to let them know before I get to their door, which right. absolutely that, it sets this it sets the expectation yeah. of where they want me to be and where I can respect where they are. And more importantly, it helps you to do friendship in a way that works to build and deepen and strengthen the relationship, not working the other direction. The other thing that's important with boundaries is to rem- is to realize and remember that. Yes, it really is helpful if we communicate our boundaries proactively. So if we consciously, we're aware of what our boundary is, we let people know ahead of time. And if we don't know what someone's boundary is, we can ask. We don't have to wait for them to uh, to ask, uh, to tell us. So for example, like knowing that we... The interesting thing yesterday with with Serena's, um, the time thing yesterday was it was a boundary when she first arrived, but actually at the time that we checked in with it, it was no longer a boundary. It was a preference and it was something that was less important in terms of priority than the other things that we were doing. Um, And so the thing is that, that I could have then today when she walked in said to her, look, hey, I'm aware that we didn't honor the original boundary from last night because things changed and we were in a different space. So therefore we made a different, you made a different choice. What is your boundary today? What is your time boundary today? So I can ask, so I can, and when you do that, when you ask somebody else, you're showing care, you're showing I care what works for you. And again, even just showing that, even asking the question brings you closer. It it means that you trust that person more. And if you ask and you listen and you respect and you act on that, that's the point at which these relationships become so fulfilling and so nourishing and you want to spend time around those people. You don't wanna spend time around people where you're constantly concerned that they're gonna do something that doesn't work for you, whether that's because you haven't communicated it or whether it's because they're not honoring it. Um, You wanna spend time around people who know your boundaries and listen to them and respect them and vice versa because that's what brings us closer. And respecting what what your boundaries are in the concept, context of if something's going to bother me, I'm going to check in with Claire before I do it to make sure that that's not a boundary she also right. has. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to the house. You know, Claire can walk in or I come in this space all the time. I'll grab a bag of chips and I'm like, I'm eating your chips. Is that okay? Because I know if somebody just even even though I know I'm welcome to those chips. I'm like, I'm just going to ask because I would like to be asked because that's not mine. Right. That the simplicity of even just recognizing little boundaries and acknowledging 
respecting the little boundaries of yourself and others mm-hmm. transforms relationship. And it's showing that care and showing that respect. So there's a few key things that are really important to remember with boundaries. And this is, it's just the starting place. There is so much more that we're going to share about this on future podcasts, future episodes. But let's just start off with the basics. The first thing, the most important thing when it comes to boundaries is to know your boundaries, is to, is to find out and discover. If you don't know what they are, go looking for them. seek them out discover what they are because when you know them it makes it easier for you to um, make sure that they're going to get respected and how the the quickest and easiest way of doing this for the majority of people it's not true for all people but for the majority of people that I have worked with and I've experienced in in the, the time that I've been doing this work is the easiest way to know is if something feels off in the body, normally that is an indicator that a, need, that a boundary has been crossed. So if you're feeling tense, if you're feeling unsettled, if you're feeling uncomfortable, if you're feeling churned up, like any of those things normally are like, oh, something didn't feel good about that. That something didn't feel good about that is Oh, hold on. There's a boundary there, probably. Let's look and what is the boundary? And you can start to ask questions to figure out what the boundary is. That's the first thing is to know what your boundaries are for yourself. Second thing is you need to set the boundaries with others by communicating them, by communicating them simply clearly and specifically. So you need to make sure that you are doing it. And if you if you take 20 minutes to explain what a boundary is to somebody, they're, they're going to lose what that boundary, they're not going to be able to figure out which, which bit of this am I supposed to be paying attention to. The easiest, you can explain why after just go, here's the boundary, boundary, I need to leave at 7pm. Now, the interesting thing when it comes to setting boundaries is just setting the boundaries enough. You don't actually have to explain why. That's not a thing. You don't have to say why there's a boundary there. You can choose to if you'd like to. And sometimes that, again, brings the relationship even closer is that you've got context as to why, like Serena saying to me yesterday, I'm trying to get to the point where I'm getting into bed about 10 o'clock every night. So I want to leave by seven in order to facilitate that. Great. The more information actually gives me context and helps me understand it more. But she could have just said to me, I need to leave by seven tonight. That's enough of a communication, but specific and clear and simple. So you want to make sure you know exactly what it is and that the other person will know from what you've said as they will know whether they've crossed a boundary or not. They will be able to tell immediately, mm-hmm, yes, I've crossed a boundary here. No, I haven't crossed a boundary there. Okay. Third thing is that you need to enforce your boundaries. And this is twofold. And most people only focus on one aspect of this. The the area that most people focus on when it comes to this is enforcing it with others. So as Serena was saying about like, oh no, you've crossed the gate. Now I'm going to enforce the sidewalk. No, no, you've crossed the sidewalk. Now I'm going to enforce the street. So that um, that's something of like saying, oh, hold on. No, no, no. You've crossed my boundary. I need you to remember that it's there. I'm going to re- restate it and I'm going to do what I need to do to enforce it. Now, the thing that we probably don't, most people don't think about is actually we need to enforce our boundaries with ourselves. That is the most important thing because if we respect our boundaries, it's actually less important that other people do because we, if someone crosses the boundary, we're going to do what we need to do to ensure that boundary gets honored. Even if that thing is removing ourselves from a situation, we got to pick our house up and move it back six feet. That's what we'll do in order to make sure that that person if they walk six feet in, in the garden gate and the garden gate's the boundary, we'll move the house six feet to make sure we're still six feet away and they're at the gate. So it's like when we're doing that for ourselves, we worry. We have to worry less about other people doing it. But the people who do do it are the people that we trust more and we feel more connected to. 
kind of go ahead. No, go ahead. It's kind of like the three. I have three alarms set for today. Right. I have one at six o'clock. That's like okay, no more projects. Then I have one at six forty-five. Like I said. That's the one that's like, okay, we need to tie it up. And at seven, mm-hmm. I need to be out the door. Yeah. Now, if I hadn't set those, I don't have the accountability for myself because time, and there it goes. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. that's just adulting. Right. So that's my accountability. And then when Claire hears those alarms, she's like, okay, I heard the six o'clock alarm. I'm at the, I, I'm at the sidewalk, mm-hmm. 6.45. Okay, we're at the gate, mm-hmm. seven o'clock out the door (laughs) so I mean it really does you set it for yourself now if she doesn't respect it it's like no it's six like yeah we we can't start a project right oh it's 645 we need to start wrapping this up but Mm -hmm. because of the closeness that we have from setting respecting communicating our boundaries there is no doubt in my mind that Claire isn't at six o'clock and I'd be like okay this is what we have left to do right Let's go from there. Mm-hmm. And just that feeling is amazing. Yeah, it feels amazing, right. And that's and the, and the thing is, is that a lot of people think about boundaries as these fixed things set in stone, literally in stone, that cannot be moved ever. And actually, that's not true. Boundaries are continually changing. And so the final key that you need to remember when it comes to setting boundaries is to continually reevaluate them and then start the process again. So the reevaluating helps us to know where we're at communicate where we're at, enforce where we're at, and reevaluate. So for example, like it will change based on the relationship. It will change based on the person. It will change based on your capacity and your current state. It will change based on the situation. So for example, like if Serena was being like really um, energized, then her boundary may not be seven o'clock. It may be, oh, you know what? Actually, let's do 8.30 tonight because I I feel I've got more energy. If she's feeling less energized, it may be five o'clock. So it's like the the boundary is going to change even with the people that you know and love and trust um, with with depending on where we're at, depending on what context we're in. So the boundary may be different if we were out socially versus when we're in the business context. So it's like, it's really important to recognize our boundaries are continually fluctuating and changing. And if we end up with that six foot wall with the razor wire and the trolls and everything, it's really hard to move that. Whereas if we've managed to create that that relationship with people where the more that we enforce our boundaries, the more other people will respect them because it's a little bit like a like a toddler. If you keep saying no, eventually they get bored of asking because they know the answer is going to be no. And if they can, someone continually tries to cross your boundary and you continue to set it, eventually they're going to say, well, there's no point in trying to cross the boundary because I know I'm not going to be allowed to do it. So the more that you do that, the more that you create those relationships with people who honor and respect them. And the more that you create those, the easier it is then to be flexible with the boundaries. And, and one, one that yesterday it's one boundary, today it's one boundary, tomorrow it's a different one. And it's okay that it fluctuates and changes. The key is to keep present with what yours are, to stay connected to what your boundary is in the moment, and also to keep communicating and enforcing them in order that that process continues to foster closeness and connection and proactively communicate them if you hit if you heard serena say she didn't wait until seven o'clock last night to tell me she told me when she first walked in same thing today i know well ahead of time so if there are things that i need 
us to get done within the day for the business or something, I can make sure they're done well in advance of seven o'clock so I get what I need and she gets her boundaries so she gets what she needs as well. And that's what we're looking for. That's what creates these beautiful connections is where we're creating a friendship which is supportive of and not draining of and not disrespecting and honoring both people's needs. Absolutely. And this is certainly not going to be our first podcast on mm-hmm. boundaries. I always say boundaries, boundaries, I think boundaries. you find it is our first one. It's not going to be our last, I think is what you meant. Well, technically, it's not even our first Oh, one. no, we already did one, right? We just didn't record the sound. So <laughs> wherever... I, I stand corrected. I sit corrected. <laughs> wherever we are with boundaries, you're going to hear about them a lot more. Mm. And there's so much more information that we have on this topic and so many other topics but we want to make sure this resonates with you so if you have a question if there's um, something specific that you're struggling with with boundaries feel free to reach out to us via social media Mm -hmm. Um, catch us on our website universalneeds.com visit our facebook page instagram shoot us a tweet Mm -hmm. we'll tweet back at you tweet tweet (laughs) and uh i mean or you can just email us and we are more than happy to make sure that we are giving you the content that helps you. Sometimes in our journeys, you know, Claire is much further along than I am. I am, you know, further along than some people. And it's, we often forget what it was like to be in that space. Like when Claire at the beginning asked, think back, where were your boundaries? I'm like, oh, like, I don't don't even want to think back to that. Cause yeah, now I'm like, Mm-hmm. boundaries 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 <laughs> yeah absolutely and so and, and even if you don't know what the question is necessarily let us know what the challenges are you're having because sometimes it's hard to figure out exactly what question to ask but it's like hey I've got this situation can you give me some advice on how to deal with this and what we'll do is we'll weave those into future podcasts and future episodes so that we can make sure that you're getting the support that you need with your boundaries um and in through doing so you're getting better support in understanding how to better meet your needs so i think that's it for today um for take two um (laughs) uh, thank you so much for being here with us and um we look forward to speaking to you again next week uh in the meantime stay safe lots of love and keep meeting your needs that's it for today if you like what you heard please subscribe rate and give us a written review as it will help more people find us And remember, always press record when you're doing a podcast. That and boundaries don't move us further apart. They bring us closer together with the people we care about. Well, shit. It really is that simple.